0: This roster is constructed well enough to win a lot of games in this NFC East. They could beat, and they could arguably sweep the NFC East. If they, if they really play a game, then no one's hurt. They're healthy. That's the kind of talent that they have. The
1: most polarizing, Ooh. fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. Matt. I mean, why receivers took over the draft night and then we get the bombs after bombs after bombs after bombs. I'm like, man, it's Shirek out there in Las Vegas. I mean, we getting trades during the draft and me and Zach foreshadowed this. Zach Sadamas, Lil Shadamus, we foreshadowed that we felt that there was going to be a big move in the NFL draft that was going to steal the headlines. And indeed, we were right. And indeed, those headlines are stolen because instead of us talking about the draft today, we'll get more into the actual draft on Monday. We're going to talk about these big mega deals that happened during the draft. So ladies and gentlemen, buckle up and let's level up.
0: I actually want to start off topic one. Eagles trade for Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown during the NFL draft, giving him a four-year, $100 million contract. Are the Eagles the team to beat in the NFC East? And I'm going to jump the gun and say yes right now. From a from a standpoint of who they drafted first in Jordan Davis, who's 6'6", defensive lineman, a beast, and to say the least. Literally, this guy's going to be demolishing on defense. But I'm talking about the offense right now. Uh, defense will come at a later date. Right now, when I look at this Eagles offense, their offense is stout. They have a lot of young guys out there that can fly. And I think that's one thing the Eagles used to pride themselves on, being able to fly. Fly, Eagles fly, right? And um, I think when we look at their receivers, and we see Devontae Smith out there, we see um, the other various receivers. Quince Warren? I forgot his last name. uh, Quince um, Watkins. Watkins. Quince Watkins, Jalen Riker. Um, Those two receivers are all right. But with A.J. Brown on that team, everyone's going to get open opportunities and be able to, to, I guess, prove themselves on that field. AJ Brown is such a stout receiver. He's a, he's a hard worker. He's a workhorse to say the least. And I believe that the Eagles are going to thrive with him on the field, not only the receivers, but the running backs. I feel like miles Sanders will have a breakout year this season with the receiving options being so stout. You have to be able to defend AJ Brown at a um, zone coverage, double coverage. And then at least open the Avant Smith, which then if they got to have to, cover him with doubles and, and, and zone coverages. That means the running game is going to be open as well. Um, Jalen hurts is going to have opportunities with the zones being played. They're not going to be able to play him up front like they did last season or send a blitz as often as they would like to. I think the Eagles did a fantastic job trading for AJ Brown at the particular moment and still getting the guy that they needed um, in defense. I think the Eagles right now for me at this particular moment, are the team to be in the NFC East and are a dark horse team to make it to the, NFC, um, the Super Bowl this season. Dark horse. I, I'm already calling I'm putting my stamp on it. I feel like this team could go places this season.
1: Uh, Zay, you actually started off to take wonderfully. I mean, you call a ball, you call for the ball to, to close out the game or to open the game. So I see you wanted to get your your buckets in, and I I appreciate that. I respect that. And respectfully, I agree until that last statement that you made about Super Bowl contention. That's when we jump in the gun here. That's when you could have ended your take five seconds earlier, and you would have been good to go. But we'll get to that in a few seconds. Let me start off with why I do agree that the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC East. When you get a guy like A.J. Brown, who is the guy, he's the guy. Okay, he is the guy. This is this dude. I'm not going to lie. Okay, like I said on the show, everybody know me. I'm always quick on the mic to say I'm right, but I'm also always quick on the mic to say I'm wrong. AJ Brown. Not that I ever said he wasn't legit, but I wasn't sold on him early, as a lot of people were. Even when he had that great rookie season, and it took a minute, right? And then I realized that this dude is legit. He's arguably a top seven wide receiver in this league. I mean, this guy can make contested catches. He opens up your offense. He was actually more of a slot guy. You know, before he got drafted, and to see him playing on the outside like that, he could be that every down wide receiver. Literally, he was that for the Tennessee Titans. Now, you're getting that on the Eagles. You're going to have... AJ Brown. Let's not forget about my boy, Devontae Smith. I do believe this guy is legit and he doesn't have to worry about having number one corners on him. He's a young bull. He's going to be able to thrive with AJ Brown standing on the other side of him. So you're talking about Devontae Smith, who we all know, the brother caught everything but COVID in college. God made some great catches in in the pros leagues, okay, last year in his rookie season, this year, Devontae Smith is going to be stout. A.J. Brown is going to be even more stout. The play action with the running game, we all know he kind of played that same type of um philosophy in the sense that when he was on the Titans... They were one first team. They were one first team. They ran the ball with Derrick Henry, and then they did the play action. I'm expecting those same type of um, things and looks because this is the number one Russian team towards the back end in second half of last season. You got three backs. You got your wide receivers. There's no excuses for Jalen Hurts. Okay, they got the team. They got the coach, Nick Sariani. I think right now the Eagles are the team to beat. When I look around the NFC East and I look at the Cowboys, Listen, Dak already showed me his true colors, okay. And it's not white and blue; it's black, it's dark, it's funeral vibes. When we talking about Dak Prescott, he showed me his true colors. The guy's a black cat. Anything this guy touch turns to totally a travesty, okay. Listen, he's just not that guy. He's not the guy at all, okay. And when you talk about them trading Amari Cooper, them um, who else they gave up? My other dude, Cedric Wilson, to the Dolphins. They have not dusted Dak Prescott in the situation to succeed. I said it on the record, and I'm going to say it again. CeeDee Lamb is a star, but right now, he's not ready to be that number one for this team. He still has drop problems. Okay, I do believe in a couple years, he can possibly be a number one receiver, but right now, I see him as one of the best tools in the league right now more so than a number one when you go to the Giants I damn sure not believing in them I don't believe in Daniel Jones no I do not and I'm not going to believe in the Washington commanders with Carson Wentz so yes I think the Eagles right now a fair play to be that team to be in the NFC East and my last point because I got to come at you now Zay because this is where we got to we got to pause hit the pause button Okay, are they going to a Super Bowl? No, they're not. Because I do not believe in Jalen Hurts. He's not the guy. Okay, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. Listen, I have to see more from him. Did he have some good stretches last season? Yes, he did. Did he have some bad stretches last season? Of course he did. And that was evident on film. That was evident on highlights. That was evident with your own two eyes. Okay, and that was evident to Stevie Wonder. The guy, he doesn't have the strongest arm. A.J. Brown is going to be open down the football field. Can he get it to him down the football field? You know, he's, he sometimes he doesn't read defenses properly. We all know he had a terrible game against the Buccaneers in the wild card. Can he take that next leap? Can he take that third-year leap that he will need to take in order for this team to be in Super Bowl contention? I have yet to see with my own two eyes. Arizona Cardinals acquired Baltimore Ravens. Marquise Brown for a first-round pick. Now I want to talk about the biggest winner of the trade and you know what before I even get to my take I do want to highlight to me I think what this does is it gives the NFC a leg up as far as public perception the NFC was lagging behind the AFC throughout the offseason all the moves we've seen AFC AFC Tyreek Hill AFC Devontae Adams AFC okay the list goes on Russell Wilson AFC okay All these AFC moves that we've been seeing, Kaleel Mack, AFC, Chandler Jones, AFC. What's going on? Matt Ryan, AFC. NFC, are you alive? Are you breathing? Well, guess what? They showed that they got a heartbeat last night. And I think what this does is it makes the playing field a little bit more wider and it adds more parity from conference to conference. I'm looking at the Buccaneers. I'm looking at the Rams. You know, um... Zay is looking at the Eagles, and I think the Eagles got a shot. You know, they, you always have a shot, and I think they have the talent to. And the Cardinals, obviously, I think they're, they're the third team right here with this move. And even before this move, I was like, uh, can they take that next step? They one piece away. They added that piece last night. Let's talk about it. My biggest winner of this trade is Marquise Brown. He's my biggest winner. You know, he goes from being in a system. As the number one option, I get it. He was a number one target wide receiver for the Ravens, but in a not so friendly wide receiver type of offense, being that number one. You're talking about the running game, right? And J.K. Dobbins, who missed last year, but you also got the other backs there, Justice Hill, I mean, Gus Edwards, and you have Lamar Jackson's legs as well. That's a lot of usage in the running game, and you also got Andrews, who is Lamar Jackson's possibly arguably favorite target in the red zone especially so even though you're the number one wide receiver it doesn't equate to your depth chart standing right being that number one wide receiver and I'm not so friendly that's why when guys come to me and say the Ravens need to get a wide receiver I'm like if I'm a wide receiver why would I want to go there Sammy Watkins could have been used a little bit more last year I think if you're Marquise Brown, you got to like to get out of there. I know Lamar Jackson is your boy. I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit more later on. But going into a system now, even though you're the number two, you're in a pass-heavy offense. So you actually going to have more volume as a number two compared to a number one on the Ravens. In a Cliff Kingsbury high-octane air-raid offense, you could be that guy behind Hop. You won't be facing the best corner no more because clearly D-Hop is the best. Well, obviously, on his team, he will have the shutdown corner on him. This allows you to eat from the inside and the outside because you can play in between the hashes in the slot and outside the hashes downfield vertically. So I think having that toy, having that quarterback that can make the throws down the football field, no shots at Lamar Jackson, but I think Kyler Murray is a better thrower. Of the football. Not to mention. They played together in college. So it eases that pain a little bit. Because once y'all get going. And y'all start practicing. The rhythm is going to be there. Like yo. We back from college. This is what we used to do. Let's do it in the NFL. So I think if you're Marquise Brown. You're going into a situation where I think you have a better chance to compete for a championship. You're going to have a big opportunity to have a breakout year. And I always think Marquise Brown is a little bit underrated. I know know sometimes he has these drops and sometimes he doesn't show up. But I still think the potential for him is there. And I think Cliff Kingsbury can reach him, his ultimate potential.
0: And I think he will over there. So that's my biggest win is Marquise Brown. I was going to say the biggest winner is um, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray, you know, now that the last year, I guess, in his contract, you know, this will be a big year for him to really play his butt off. And I think getting Marquise Brown is going to get to that particular point where he's going to play a breakout. He's going to have what you just said, a breakout year But Kyler Murray. I think when you look at Marquise Brown last year, people would say he had a breakout year. He had 146 targets, 91 receptions, over a thousand receiving yards. Uh, he had uh, six touchdowns. You know, I think that was the the lowest of his career so thus far. But last year was also very not really not really. Last year itself, the Ravens itself are not a pass heavy team. They're rush heavy. So the fact that he had over a thousand receiving yards on a rush heavy team is pretty. Um, I would say impressive to say the least. I think now when you're in a pass heavy team, I can see this guy getting 2,000 receiver yards just because of how pass heavy this team is. They pass first, pass second, and pass third. Even on fourth down they try to pass the ball. So I think it's gonna be interesting to say the least how this um Cardinals team could thrive with Marquise Brown and D Hop on either side of the ball. They're both extremely fast. They both have quick feet. They could beat all they could beat their matchups at any moment in time. And I think uh, when you see them play coincide with each other, I'm very interested to see how it's gonna work with uh, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray right now has no excuses at all to um, have a great year. Last year, I thought he was a, he was going to have a fantastic year. I think this year, he could get... He should eclipse 30-plus touchdowns this season, and I believe that the pressure now is on him. I know you said Jalen Hurts on the last topic, what has pressure. This boy, Kyler Murray, has a lot of pressure going into this season after what just happened last year, a team that was the number one in offense and faltered in that first round of the playoffs. So I think when we look at... um. How Kyler Murray's offseason is going. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of different things happening. Right now, there's a tremendous amount of pressure for him to show out during these play uh, during these regular season and show how what kind of quarterback he is. I think he's a clear winner here because now there's no excuses. He has all the help. He has his boy from college. He has D-Hop, um, who was at healthy, is arguably the best receiver in football. Let's see what he can do.
1: The only reason why I would disagree with Kyler Murray being the biggest winner, even though he got a good draw with Marquise Brown. So he has a talent. He has everything and all the tools to not be a fool. And I agree in that retrospect. But the only reason why I would kind of pull back on Kyler Murray being the biggest winner out of all the possible winners that can be in this deal is because, remember, they picked up his fifth year option. Okay, so contract, long-term contract, we have yet to see. Right here, this is like, listen, Kyler Murray, take this happy meal. Get yeah, I got you Marquise Brown. You know what I'm saying? There's another prove it, yeah. I got you Marquise Brown. I got you A.J. Green. Okay, I got you D-Hop. We got um, Rondell Moore. We have one of the best wide receiving corps in the league. But you're going to have to prove it to me. And if you're Kyler Murray... The biggest thing on your mind right now, I'm not saying this should be the biggest thing on his mind, but I respect the hustle and the grind for the dollar, should be that bag and that extension. Maybe this move is like, listen, hold up, picking the fifth-year option and getting you Marquise Brown. I'm going to calm you down a little bit. I'm going to hush you up with that contract talk for right now until you show me that you can be that guy that we need you to be. So I think if you're Kyler Murray and you have your mind set on getting that bag, I'm not sure if the Cardinals is going to lag and give you that bag. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. So that's why I think he isn't the biggest winner. From on the football field, real big winner. But I think Marquise Brown just going to a a situation where he will be used. Listen, the the third option here is going to put up numbers too. The third option. So he's the second, clearly as I want to bring it back to a Lamar Jackson standpoint, and why Lamar Jackson is my biggest loser in this whole ordeal is because of a couple reasons. Number one, when you talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, the Ravens had a good draft last night. They got um, Kyle Hamilton, my dude, safety out of Notre Dame. I like this guy. This guy can blitz. This guy can stop the pass. He can stop the run. He can do it all. They had a solid draft. But who is Lamar Jackson throwing that ball to? Who was Lamar Jackson throwing that pigskin to? Who was he throwing that pigskin to? Obviously, with this move, they got the worst receiving depth chart right now in the AFC. Possibly, you're talking about a, a receiving core that wasn't even stout, that wasn't even legit before last night, and now you traded the number one receiver on this team, and you're left with with Bateman. Who was he throwing that football to? Uh, unless you get Debo Samuel out of nowhere. Who is he throwing that ball to? So if you're Lamar Jackson, not only did they trade your boy, your best friend, a guy that you bond with, a brotherhood, you know, they trade that guy away, guy that you came into the league with as well, on top of that, guy that's from your same state, and y'all get along really well. Y'all take Instagram selfies together, well, I won't say selfies, that sound kind of like mook. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pictures together and all that. That's a guy. Not only did they trade him, but they didn't even attack for a wide receiver in this draft class to patch that up. Like, at least uh, Traylon Brooks went to the Titans, right? Am I am not mistaken?
0: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. See,
1: at least, at least with that move, they traded A.J. Brown and they got Traylon Brooks back, so they're like, alright, maybe I'll find some value in Brooks, but you didn't even get nobody back. And another reason why Lamar Jackson is my biggest loser here, too, is because this is the first smoke signal. That they are willing to go behind your back, and they're not trustworthy. You see, you know why this is very important? Because, look, Lamar Jackson clearly didn't know this was going down. He didn't have an intel that this was going down. Because if you look at his Twitter, what the F? You know, um, he was literally shocked, and he didn't know what was going to happen. Lamar Jackson, as I stated before, is playing a dangerous game, thinking that the Ravens are going to be loyal to him by not taking that back and saying, listen, hold up. I don't, I don't leave contract extension talks because I want to gamble on myself and just believing that the Ravens is going to look out for you in case you get injured this year, knock on wood. That's a big mistake. Let this be a sign. This is a smoke signal that, listen, there's no loyalty in sports, okay, like the Godfather. This offer, hey, Johnny, this offer is too good for me to pass up. Right? I think I botched the line. But it's something to that effect. Okay, this offer, I cannot refuse. That happens in life. It's not personal. It's just business. We all heard that term before. And if you're Lamar Jackson, this right here is a signal. This right here shows that they're willing to go behind your back without your intel. Get your bag, bro. Get your bag.
0: Yeah, I agree 100% with the Lamar Jackson take. I think he's a really dread the fact that all this happened. Um... They're already kind of moving on at this point with receivers. Like they're already trading the assets that they really need to thrive in offense. But you know how this Ravens team is and the head coach. I I said it. They don't really do anything different. Just run the ball, and that's not. You can't run the ball for a full season, then in the all season, then in the postseason, and then to, you can't do it for for the full game. You know. I think that's what is really going on here. And, I, and when you look at Harbaugh, his only championship he won was a Joe Flacco, a guy who threw the ball heavy. You know, and that's not really what, what's working out here right now. Everything is run, ball, run more, run more. Running Lamar Jackson to the ground is, is not looking good. you got to be able to throw the football. His most successful year on the Ravens, Lamar Jackson-wise, was running through 36 touchdowns. Why are they not more passing plays for Lamar? Why are they just focusing on the run? They're bolstering the offensive line, so clearly they're looking to run more this season. You traded your number one receiver. I guess I don't know if you didn't want to pay him or I don't know what it is you traded him. You got Rashad Bateman still. That's solid. And you still got Mark Andrews. But we need to see more, not only from Lamar Jackson, but from this coaching staff, from this organization, because they're not giving him the pieces necessary to win. I understand that of your receivers, all your, I mean, excuse me, receivers, running backs, all the running backs you had last season got hurt. We understand that. But that's one part of the game. You you didn't want to run past the ball. You, you focus on a run every single season. And every team knows that. I understand that you have unstoppable talents. We get that. But you need to be able to pass the ball. And I think the play calling has much to do with Lamar Jackson not having the, the passing numbers as, as to Marge- Lamar Jackson himself. I think Lamar is like the biggest loser. And I think his days may be numbered. at this, Not days. His years may be numbered in Ravens Because, like you said, it's one injury away. And then they're like, all right, we're done. Because it, see, it, at first it was a project. Now it just seems like at this point they're just trying to do it until the wheels fall off. Look. The failure
1: of the transparency part of this, I think if you're Lamar Jackson, and a lot of people confuse my statements when I say about personnel, say, and athletes. And I think a face of an athlete, let me make this clear, should have some intel on what's going on. You know, that don't confuse that anybody listening to the show with me saying, oh, athletes shouldn't say nothing or they shouldn't have say or nothing like that. No, they should get some intel. If you're the face of a franchise, which Lamar Jackson clearly is, he is the anchor. He is the heart and soul and the goal of this offense. He needs to have that intel on what's going on because now this could be the beginning of the end because now you've shown him a lack of transparency. And that's always the seeds planted in the ground for things to dissolve. And let's see if this dissolves anything. This could be the beginning of the end. This could be the first sign. And the next thing you know, things happen, and then Lamar Jackson is frustrated, and maybe you can't be like Aaron Rodgers in the Packers where you could just throw the bag at Rodgers and keep him settled, and he'll take that bag. Not everybody's Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, Lamar Jackson is not. He's a better teammate. He cares more about winning than Aaron Rodgers do, clearly. You saw what the the Packers had. You saw what they did trading Devontae Adams, and they looked at Aaron Rodgers in the face and threw up the daggone middle finger. Like Steve Austin. And hit him with the Stone Cold Stunner. You know what I'm saying? Literally. I, I can't believe last night. I'm like, when is the Packers going to take a wide receiver? Didn't even much. Screw you, Negro. That's what they said to Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I can't get enough of this Aaron Rodgers Packers conversations. But I say all have to say, Lamar Jackson is not a guy that you can just throw that bag to. Clearly, if he was, he would have got the bag right now. He would have been like Colin Murray and say, listen. I'm going to have my agent throw signals on social media and saying, give me my money. Clearly he's another guy. He's a different breed. He wants to win. He wants to get better. He wants to improve. And the record shows that. So you're not going to be able to just keep continuing to do him wrong after this movement right here last night and think that, okay, we'll just throw him the back. Okay. And, and, and we'll keep him. Nah, Lamar Jackson's going to be like, listen, I want out. Can you dig it? Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Be a dick, dick.